Fucks in deep. Put it in deep. Getting pucks deep, putting the puck deep. Put pucks in deep. He's chipping pucks, he's getting pucks deep. Getting a lot of pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out, getting pucks deep. Get pucks deep, wear them down. Get pucks in. Pucks in. Pucks in deep. Puck deep. Pucks deep. Keep getting pucks deep. What's the name of this podcast? They said it. Pucks in deep. They said it. A bunch. All right, just making sure. It's pucks in deep, and we're back. New year, new pod. Just kidding. Same pod. New year, same intro. Put it in deep. Put it in deep. Now everybody, watch this, watch this. Put it in deep. That phenomenal tee up by the Don himself. It really was gifted to us, but I did promise you that I was gonna whittle that down and I guess I was too is too busy uh I don't know, drinking beers and eating turkey. Yeah, we gotta thank Don for the intro. We, yeah, no owe, doubt. we owe him one. Episode 16, Pucks and Deep Podcast, we're back. And it has been an extended break. Two weeks. Sabbatical. I didn't mind it. Like, I missed it, but I didn't mind it. I was busy. I was busy. And when I say I was busy, I was, like, busy doing nothing because it's, like, vacation time. Well, it's Christmas, so you spend a lot of time doing things you may not really want to do. <laughs> Speaking of which, I had my in-laws up for <laughs> the weekend. Yeah, I wasn't was just that? no, it wasn't just the weekend. They were up for five, five, six days. It was great. They oh, that's stayed. a lot. That's yeah, that's a long-term commitment, right there. I had to be on my game, obviously. Which I mean, of course, as everybody knows, well, if anybody knows me, I'm always on my game. So I was good to go. But uh, yeah, they stayed at the uh, Gray Gables up the up oh, the wow. way here. Yeah. Classy. Yeah, that's where they stayed, and then her uh, sister and brother stayed with us, and it was fun. It was fun to have that holiday where you have, you know, people over and you, like you said, you know, you, it's tough. You got to be, that's a long time, but it's fun. You keep the house nice and clean and you cook and you bake. And when I say you, I mean my fiance. So you did all the hosting here? Yeah. Did you just hide out down here and play box or what? I haven't touched the fucking thing in, I don't even know how long. It's been Jeez, a while. I fired yeah. some serious hours during the break. <laughs> No, it was it wasn't bad. Except on my way back, uh, I left my parents' house. I don't know, probably like nine thirty on Christmas Eve, and my wife's driving because I had a few. And well, on Round Lake Road, smashed a friggin' huge deer oh with the Corolla. God, yeah. And so, and it was written off. So that was a fun thing to <laughs> deal didn't with even over tell Christmas. Me about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> saving it for the pot. Yeah. Well, I just, we just picked up the new one like just as we came back to work. So the fact that we were off made it easier to sort out. Yes, agreed. And, but it took yeah. forever to do everything because shit was closed and yeah, of insurance course. agent is gone and whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. Jeez, that's too bad, man. Yeah, but we got a shiny new car out of it. Yeah. We just got a 2019 girl. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, well, sometimes you're just kind of like on the edge and then you get pushed over yeah. by a deer. There was no missing this thing that was huge, man. <laughs> like I've seen tons of deer out there, not many... This size knocked one of his antlers off, picked it up in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I got something. Oh off my god! 
You could have some nice uh, venison, you know? You could have some nice well, meat, that's it. Everybody some pepperettes. Who's, everybody who uh, stopped to see if I was all right, like some guy in a truck, he's like, oh, where'd he go? Don't come back tomorrow and go find him. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. People would yeah. be clawing for that shit. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, no, well, I mean, you had a much more uh, exciting, and maybe it's not an exciting in a good way, but you had a much more exciting and eventful holiday than myself. Like I said, I just kind of sat around and did a whole lot of nothing, went to some dinners, cooked some dinners. It was fun. I'm glad uh, I had the ability to do that. I'm a people guy. Like I was saying this to Rich at Tuesday Night Hockey last night. He listens. He'll, he'll like this. Like I said, I'm a people guy, but then... Sometimes I just don't like people. Like if we're going to go out and do something like I got to be in the mode to like go out and, you know, have a good time. Even if I'm not, once I get there, I have a great time. I talk to everybody. Everybody's, you know, Oh, hey, thanks for coming. Like, hey, see you later. Like it was fun. But if I was on truth poison, I'd probably rather be right there on my couch. Of those days. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's every day <laughs> for me, but for the most part, like maybe I think it has something to do with it being snowy out as well, man. Yeah, it's kind of lazy. Winter get to you sometimes. I would start getting out fishing a little bit too. Ah, nice. So that was nice. Had the bike out a few times as well. So nice. All Not right, bad. Well. Put speaking of putting in couch time though, I did put in couch time on the holidays. Tuned in some World Juniors. Big disappointment. Uh, I know on the Canadian side of things, but always good hockey. Yeah, the biggest disappointment for me was the raging fire on Boundary Road. Was oh knock yeah knocked it out. The whole fucking city. It was, got cold in my house that night. Yeah, the whole city was out of fucking power. Where were you watching the game? Did I was watching even, the game in my house. So what happened? What'd you do? I went to bed. It was 8.30. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm bored. What? It was dark. No internet. I went to bed. Yeah, but you didn't even know the outcome? Not till the next day. Oh my God, <laughs> man. I sat, so me and the fiance, we sat in the driveway with it on the radio. Oh, nice. And they scored and I was like, fuck this. Like, let's just go inside and go to bed. Yeah, I wasn't feeling their game to begin with. They weren't. They were getting outplayed, and I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed with how things were going, and power went out, and I was bored, so I went to bed. I think I woke up at like twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Checking the temperature in the house, even yeah. make sure the pipes not are freezing. It was <laughs> yeah. minus twenty five that night. I know, I know. Really, a uh, rough night, definitely for a fucking huge fire that ends up knocking the power out of what, like fifteen thousand people, pretty much maybe, the whole city, maybe more. Like yeah. it was nuts. So yeah, you probably got a little bit more time in watching the games than I did. Um, I watched, you know, here and there. I watched as much as I could of the Finland game, of course, before the power went out. My biggest takeaway was the whole uh, Maxime Comtois thing where everyone was on his back about diving and embellishing. And I'm one of those people. Like I wasn't on his back on social media. Not like was, some people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was. That's where this is going. People right? tell him. To yeah, mock himself. I was. I was on his back in my mind. You know, or or on the couch. Man, what are you doing? Like, come on. You know, you're an NHLer. You're yeah. a fucking pro. Well, he's supposed to be the big ringer for the team, and I was disappointed in the diving situation, especially because he took a penalty. Like it was that bad. Yeah. That he took a penalty and it, it cost him a power play it in that bad. game. Yeah. It was really bad. Like, it was, like, next level fucking, we all love Darcy Tucker, and he used to embellish some shit, but he'd go hard into the wall and maybe create something, whereas Comtois was just, like, oh, totally trying to, like, just sell some two-bit cross-check. They were getting called out by other teams' coaches and stuff in the yeah, scrums. Eh? Okay, talking so, about Canada yes. drawing penalties and knowing how to get the calls. and Interesting, interesting. I mean, it is it is officiated quite differently than 
you know, these, it is, these yeah. kids are used to in junior and other ranks like the AHL or NHL or whatever. I, I noticed some stuff that's not penalties in any league of hockey anywhere yeah. at times. Well, I had heard something before the tournament even began that there was going to be more penalties called on any hit to any player that didn't actually have possession. Yeah, it was like a new rule. There's zero late hits at all. Yeah, I read that and I said to the group I'm in, I'm like, well, there there it goes. I said, Canada's going to, like, we're going to be in the box every fucking game, every period. But it never it never really got called that I way. Didn't, it didn't become a story at all. No, and no. The, uh, the interesting thing about that is how, doesn't that open up a huge gray area where it's like, okay, just release the puck. There's a half second. There's no way the guy can cancel the hit. Oh, it's a judgment call. Yeah, it would it, have to be. I, I was just adding more stuff for refs to screw up and get yelled at for. <laughs> because the refs screw up everything, don't they? <laughs> no. One way or another. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. I, my, I said my biggest takeaway was Maxime Comtois. That would be like specifically uh, regarding Team Canada. Um, obviously a disappointment to, to not make it through, but... Um, yeah, and just... Screw oh. those old men and whoever losers are online just like saying all that bullshit. But oh. by the way, like, yeah, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that. It's well understood. But. I know it's really a shame that I mean, like, everybody's got an basically like a mad candle loss, too. But I'm not about to go, yeah, not about to go yelling at kids about it. No, no, I mean, at the very worst, I might get into it with a guy on like a fucking Facebook post. <laughs> About how, but it would be about like how the team was coached or deployed or, you know, something that I would have fun arguing with the guy about well, because ahead, I don't de- agree. Debate the merits of the play. but Yeah, but to demean talking, the actual individual attacking these people. Yeah. And it, it also reminded me of uh, like Marc-Andre Fleury back in the early 2000s when he hit the guy with the puck, hit Patrick oh. Sullivan with the puck. And they lost to the U.S., cost them the gold medal. Man, that was the Imagine worst. they had Twitter back then. You would have got roasted. Do you for, remember what grade forever. you were? Forever. I think I was in grade 11. Oh, like, really? No, I think it was 10. even earlier than that. 10. It was like, that was like 2002. Like two. No. Yeah. No. You're wrong. Anyway, we don't need to look it up. But <laughs> I, the only reason why I know is because I was I was uh, on a ski trip, on a high, like a high school ski 02 trip. 02 and 03. That's what it was. That's what it was? Yeah, those are the two years he played. Okay, so then 03, I guess. Anyways, um, whatever grade I was in, I was in high school. I had a broken fucking broken ankle and tibia or whatever that fucking bone is that runs up the side. So there I am in a fucking cast on the ski trip with everybody. <laughs> They're skiing down the hill. And I loved it because I watched – they had like day games and shit, right? So I'm watching all the day games and like having a great time. And, of course, Canada makes it through and watching it and – they lose in like the most unbelievable way possible. Like, shocking. It was. It was so shocking. But those were back in the times when, I mean, I, I shouldn't say back in the times because we're always expecting a gold medal in Canada. But that was during the time where we really, for sure, were expecting gold. Like now we expect gold because we're maybe a little we're bit. spoiled. We're spoiled and maybe we're us like just slightly, you know, arrogant for lack of a better term i'm not arrogant about it but i expect results i expect the win even though i don't think it is that way anymore man it's not that way anymore and that's what i got down on the prep here i want canada to win every single year i do but there is something about us not winning every year that makes me happy about the excitement level of the tournament those teams coming together that can beat us now and now we have to work harder to win that gold well, it drives competition, right? To see other countries emerging is, you know, this is the Finns' uh, cycle gold medal in, what, three years? I think last yeah. time that when they had Kasperi and 
Line A and those guys, they, That's they right, won yeah. it. And Savannah so, Jad with a golden goal as well. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see. I think uh, the emergence of some of these guys, like even the Swiss being competitive, I thought that was a great story. Plus, oh, it, plus it, their coach is amazing. I know their guy. <laughs> the their best press, the best, best pressers I've ever seen. It is true. I mean, he's just like he's so honest. He's so honest, but in a good way, and it, and he's comfortable. Like it's not like he's saying awkward things. Like he's he's speaking very openly oh, yeah, and very comfortably. Oh yeah, he's fine with it. He's I love totally it. he does not fine. his give a fuck meter is fucking point zero, man. man. So good. So good. But yeah, I mean, um the Swiss have always been a, a minor pain in some of the uh more stronger teams sides. They always seem to get us. carried by tendy performances. Yes. Like very strong tendies. Yes, all the way back to dating back to Martin Gerber. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's true. It's funny how that works out. I mean is there something in the water? Is it just like that's what they focus on when you're over there? Like, look at look at the amount of Swedish-born defensemen that are just like you know. Oh, have, they're deep. It's have factory now. Been great, like they have always been fantastic. Yeah. You know, and now Finland is what they got like five and a half million people total. Yeah, under six. Yeah, they're the and the U.S. has over size the GTA over three hundred million in the U.S. and Finland is pumping out talent like this. Like we talked about this before on the pod, man. The amount of talent that Finland is producing at various generations, man. We're not just talking about right now. Like we're talking about it's like some guys that have been around for a while, some guys that have come and gone, you know, the Salanis of the world, et cetera. Yeah. But like it's turning into a real hotbed and I, I, I need to see best on best again. I need to see the Olympics again. Did you watch the gold medal game? Uh yes, I did actually. I didn't. Canada's out, that's why I kinda I I'll watch if I have nothing else to do. There's it's on, but I ended up watching the. I won't make a point of watching it. Yeah, I ended up watching it uh, at the end, like towards the end. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched it towards the end. My fiance is actually finished. Like her, her, oh, clo- yeah? her close family is just removed from from Finland. So yeah, like I put her, it like on right grandma. at the end, basically too. And I yeah. saw that Russian guy have the meltdown there. Or yeah, no, that was the other game. Sorry, that was semis. no, no. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was semis. Yeah, but. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, I flipped it over just to be like, oh, babe, you know, like, look at it, fucking Finland, like, good for them. And I always just like seeing uh, celebrations. I enjoy seeing celebrations. I don't really fucking care about the Super Bowl. I don't. I don't care about football at all. No, it's cool but to I see will watch. people win shit. Yeah, because, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Look at Ovi. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that oh, was phenomenal. Yeah, there's something I watch every year. Like, right? Job. So, uh, I guess... What the hell is going on in Dallas is the yeah, next let's, question. Yeah, let's, that was the other big story that came out of the holidays. When that went through my phone, I thought, oh, okay. Like, I didn't think he it was, was real. He was mean. Like, oh, I, I mean, mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I hear you. Like, you thought maybe it was a joke. I didn't necessarily think that it was a joke or not real, but I thought like, oh, okay, this like it didn't say on my phone what he said. It just said something along the lines of like profanity-laden tirade. Were the words, and I was like, "Profanity, late and tired, Jesus Christ!" Like, what, what? What did he say? Maybe he's saying like, "They don't give a shit," or like, you know, they're playing like ass. No, 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 no. We're talking f bombs from the owner. Multiple f bombs. Multiple f bombs from the owner and manager. <laughs> like it's the, uh, or no, excuse me, from the manager, right? And then the owner responded to the co- to the comments saying yeah, it was that the CEO. Yeah, it was the CEO who gave the story, I believe. Okay, okay, man, like, it was insane though. How like, bad are things that who, they decide to to let this get to the media? How sloppy is that? Well, I mean, the thing is, is there was something said, and I can't remember the quote. I wish I could fucking rack my brain. This is what happens when you take a huge break. Um, someone had said that 
in the in the press conference that ensued, the air about in the room was basically this is this was our plan, and we will see what happens. Like actually. Like but, to light a fire under their oh, ass, right. you know. Like, but how disconnected are you from your players or management to players that that's the route you decide to I, take? Well, that is the that's, question. That's more than just calling out your guys in public. That's, I know that's embarrassment. That's throwing them under a bus and then backing up the bus and driving over them again. Like that's pretty serious. And I, I got to give credit to Ben. Um, I mean, he's he's not a guy that is really in the spotlight a lot. He no. flies under the radar for the most part. He's, he's kind of soft-spoken, quiet in certain situations with the media. And he, I thought he handled it really well. You, he's can, tell good... he's, you can tell he's pissed off, though. And why yeah. wouldn't you be? Yeah, he's got a good following, too, uh, Jamie Ben. He, he'll fight for you. He'll stick up for his teammates. You know, he's got a, a good, strong following. I, I think he'd be pretty hard-pressed to find... Uh, you know, um, oh, the boys uh, are behind him. A no more doubt. than casual fan that dislikes Jamie Ben. Yeah, and you got to think the players like the boys are behind him. Absolutely, and I mean, I just I couldn't believe it. I just, um, I don't know, man. Like for for the <laughs> for that to be like you said, for that to get its way to the media. I mean, you couldn't have had some sort of closed door or something or other. But that's not it. The point was, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to embarrass our stars. Yeah publicly and, and have them respond. And the worst part about it is, Lasko, is Sagan has quote-unquote responded. Do you think that this is an actual response or that this would have or could have just happened anyways well, with, with or without the fucking slander? It depends if they orchestrated it or not. Like, Well, because I, I don't believe that, that Sagan scoring 10 points in the last six games is a direct result of what no, happened. I no, do not because, at all. Because that's the type of player he is. He, that's what, what he produces out. It should be. I know they were pretty cold um, in and around when this happened. Yeah, they were. And I, I could understand you know frustration among management, not to say I agree with you know their their uh, way of handling things. But you know I was, I'm a pretty big fan of of Ben having him in fantasy for years, followed them very closely. And they're a team that uh, has been underachieving, I think for, for quite a while, given the, the payroll, the players, I would agree. Um, then they seem to be making some moves. You know, they've been relatively aggressive. Jim Neal and the GM has been aggressive and yet they still can't seem to get over the hump into that competitive sphere. They find themselves on the fringes, uh, at least the past few seasons. I uh, recently, actually, probably, I'm probably the reason directly for the Sagan drop off the earth because I traded uh, Sebastian Ajo and I think it was like a third round pick uh, to one of the guys in my pool for Sagan. And the main reason was because I needed more shots on goal and the guy just shoots a ton, like a ton. He was leading our pool at the time in shots oh, on he's goal. He's better than so, Yeah, of course he is, but I lost I lost a pick and it is a keeper pool, so the picks are a little bit more valuable. But anyway, yeah. the point is, uh, I made the deal and immediately he for, he just did he stopped playing hockey. Like he, he stopped playing to the point where the fucking management is coming out and dropping F-bombs over how bad he is. I texted my buddy who firmly believes me when I tell him that, like, this isn't just a coincidence. I'm a fucking bad luck charm <laughs> with when it comes to fantasy because I also traded 
Eric Carlson for Dustin Bufflin. What happened two nights later? Eric Carlson got five points yeah. and Dustin Bufflin broke his ankle in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like That's, that's what, funny. How did you trade Eric Carlson? Come on. Well, I mean, he was not doing fantastic. Well, you had to know he's coming around. I, I do believe he's coming around, but and we're going to get to this later. I, I forgot to put it into the prep, and we're not going to cover it today because we're going to be too pressed for time. But starting next week, we're gonna. I'm gonna have minor fantasy notes each week. I want to show you, dude. My fucking thing is just insane. My my Excel sheet that I did. I have every week of fantasy week 14, 15, 16, right up to playoffs to the finals. Every team, who they play on what day, how many back to backs they have, how many teams against playoffs. So you're going hard. How many teams against or how many games against lottery teams like shit like that. And throughout my research. San Jose has an extremely difficult second half of the season in comparison to their first half. Yeah, but the teams like San Jose get better in the second I half. I don't of disagree the with you, but I'm just saying statistically speaking and it's a pool that like isn't a keeper pool and it's just year by year and there's no real problems if you finish down in the bottom. It's a lottery pick for, you know, the the draft is a lottery every year kind of thing. It, they just reset and then we do it again. So, I don't give a fuck if I don't end up winning. I, of course I want to win, but I liked the move because Winnipeg has a slightly more favorable schedule and they have a lot of home games coming home and Winnipeg is very awesome. You're putting a lot play. of time to justify in this I, trade. No, no, no. Not, I don't mean you, my I like trade. I you blaming the spreadsheet. Oh, I don't give a fuck about my trade. Like, I mean, I I pulled the trigger on the trade. Carlson got all kinds of points. He continues to get points. Bufflin gets fucking hurt. I mean, that's just the way, that's the way she goes. <laughs> the way um, she goes. But overall, though, like... The 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 wealth of knowledge that comes from the sheet, knowing guys will play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and they're playing Arizona, Detroit, Ottawa. Like we're talking high scoring games there, and it might be a team that you might never think of. You might be looking at a fucking Josh Anderson in Columbus. Now you pick his ass up because no one else did. He's got four games. You know he gets you a couple goals. It helps you win your week. So it's been working for me the last two weeks. I've made a lot of like you know, midweek adjustments in fantasy and fucking came away with like tight wins because of it. And I was like, I remember I said to the little lady, I was like, I think that this thing I did actually is, you know, really proving results. Cause it's not like I smashed the other guy and it didn't matter what I did. I had to pick up backup goalies and, you know, guys playing on the second power play unit. And then all of a sudden they get two points. I'm not a genius. It's just good to know these things. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're just looking at your player list, trying to, Pick a guy that you think might score tonight, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but at least you've got a little bit of research behind you. Fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. You, can, you should do a whole program on that. Well, no, I mean, I've just, there's been a, there's been a, actually more than a handful of people are like, man, you need to do more fantasy. I like hearing fantasy. I like just hearing the general chit chat about fantasy. Not that like I think I'm a good fantasy pooly guy. I've said this no, off but the you top. know your shit. We don't really, I've never won <laughs> anything. I've won a golf pool twice actually, but I've never been able to come away with a hockey one. And I think it has a lot to do with my fucking bad luck. And I'm not even a believer in that shit. <laughs> but then when things happen like this to me, it's, it's nuts. Like I, I ended up getting Raquel injured has like been out for so long. Like I can go on and on the amount of injuries that I've ensued. And I know everyone goes through it. Let's go. But it was just, it's crazy how sometimes like it'll happen where I'll like I'll pick up a guy off the free agent and he has the flu. It doesn't go. And I'm like, "Oh, thanks. Like I can drop him and pick up another guy, but why didn't I know that at 4:30? Why why do I only know that at 6?" Like an hour and a half later, the guy I just picked up has the flu. Can't go. Like, "Okay. Now I have to burn another fucking pickup to pick up somebody else." It's crazy. You can hear it in my voice. 
Wow, when you got three fantasy teams on the go, too, you're probably going to have some injuries. <sighs> yeah, good point. That's a good point. So, uh, All-Star Game, I guess they just launched the unis today. Um, I really liked what they done this year. And if anyone hasn't seen them yet, check them out. But uh, they've actually used the team logos on all the jerseys. So, like, Matthews will be wearing a jer- black. They're all black and white. You're either black or you're white. And then you have your team logo, and then all the logos are black and white. They actually look pretty badass, and it's genius because they're going to sell a shitload more than those fluorescent friggin' all-star jerseys that they've been having the past few years. So I get crazy creative. They went kind of plain, but switched it up completely. It's the first time they've done this. Wait a minute. So the logo and everything is blacked out? Yeah, there's no color to the logos. They're just black and white. Oh man, am I gonna get me one of these? They look good, eh? Oh man, I gotta zoom in. Look at these. If you guys don't realize, I'm checking them out right now. So the other cool thing, I like how we got your reaction to it. The other cool thing that they Adidas did is they partnered with some company, I guess, that reclaims plastic from the ocean, and it's like upcycled into woven into fabric however okay. that happens and then they <laughs> make jerseys right okay so, so they burn the plastic and create a bunch <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah they involves burning the plastic so you know uh, you, you save the ocean but you fuck up the ozone yeah, <laughs> yeah okay well you know what i mean i know uh i know the uh my fiance will enjoy that because she loves turtles and she's always uh refusing straws from subway and mcdonald's and other times we go fast food places she's like no straw no straw you know because kills a turtle so at least they're uh they're gonna save some save some wildlife you have to imagine it's going to no that's pretty cool i i thought it was cool it is and I, I'm, I'm telling you like these are these are epic yeah like some of these are absolutely epic like they're the very leaf, nice the leaf one is obviously it's a it's a great idea one. absolutely so uh i guess Ovi is uh skipping the all-star game and it's pretty interesting how he lined this up, okay? Because they apparently their uh, their bye week butts up against the All Star break. Correct. So in combination with this, and the other bullshit part is, you know, he gets suspended for one game, right? And he gets to, they get to choose when I know, he's he, suspended. He gets to choose, so he yeah. could probably butt that game up against that break and have like two weeks off and just go sit in the Bahamas or whatever he's going to do, resting for the long term. What a what a move by Ovi. Well, I that's mean, a veteran move right there. It is. Now the thing is, is everyone's break surrounds the All Star game, right? It's either before or after. So every team, you know, like you said, save for you know a game before and a game after. You've got a pretty nice extended break if you're not going to the All Star game. So like you say, well, I'm already going. So if I decide not to go. All I have to do is get suspended and I get to choose which one it is. So boom, like you said, there's my fucking schedule. Yeah, he just he just got himself a wicked holiday. I'm coming home for I don't like know if he's going days. like Stanley Cup bender type shit during his break, <laughs> but I'm sure he will get some R and R, no doubt. Yeah. And you know what? I think the All Star game is better for the younger guys to go anyway. It's uh you're trying to sell emerging stars. Yeah, I agree. I so, think it's I think it's a it, little I bit I think as he was voted captain, the NHL was like, Well, make a fool out of me, will you? To yeah. take one game off. I mean, if they wanted to get serious, and apparently they raised it in meetings recently about getting more serious about how they treated players who Who skip it, who skip it. Uh, Nobody cares at the end of the day. Yeah, but I mean, would he not just be able to, you know, disclose uh, a leg injury day to day? I, I, I bet that's been done. 
Of course it has. I think that was always being done. And then eventually they said, okay, guys, how about we quit all this bullshit lying? Just tell us you're skipping it. Anytime there's something remotely wrong with a player, they skip the All-Star game. Which is always... I mean, it's fucking mid-January. Well, it's going to yeah. be the end of January by the time they play this game, man. Like, no one's 100%. Yeah. Even the guy that just came back from an injury isn't going to be 100%. And he's not going because he's been injured, so they didn't vote him in. I mean, I think it's a little bit unfortunate because Ovi is a character. Ovi is a yeah, he's, strong, colorful well, he's character. He's one of the biggest stars in the game, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought... Uh, you know, it was great that Matthews got nominated captain or voted captain, and then they brought... So what I thought was interesting, though, is them bringing Tavares over a guy like Marner. Marner having more points and, you know, career year and all that stuff. And, and he's, he's more colorful. He's like <laughs> that's what I fl- thought. flashy and Isn't shit. that a big opportunity to Market sell him. on a very, like, energetic, outgoing character in the NHL who looks like a kid and then you have Johnny T like he's been to what six all-star games he's very quiet oh, I'm Jonathan or I'm John Tavares like my middle name is stoic I love hockey <laughs> like he's so simple right <laughs> and so I, I thought it was a missed opportunity by the NHL not bringing a guy like Marner I don't know I mean whoever decided to well you see the thing is though is yeah okay you're right so you're you're questioning the decision of Tavares over Marner and I agree because I think they got to market a guy like Marner. But then, and then there's a subsequent question to be asked, which is why does Riley get to be on the ballot for extra or last man in, and Marner wasn't? Because I think Riley ends up being a bigger snub when you see the defenseman that did make it over top of him. Ah, good I think point. that's a big part. Doughty of it is because, there <laughs> because Riley's been one of the best defensemen in the NHL this year statistically. Yeah, anyway, yeah. you, anyway you slice it. Anyway you slice but it. But because yeah. of the the way it worked out where Matthews got uh, picked as captain, so he's automatically there. So you know how they got to play with every guy from a team. and The way and, they make up the team, I don't necessarily agree with, but it's the All-Star Games. Who cares in the in the long run, right? Yeah, and um, what is it? Sharks? San Jose? Is that where it is? Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, like, I, was, I know. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure it's in San Jose. <laughs> like, um, so Sharks are hosting, so they get to send – Four, right? Yeah, Is so they want to have uh, the uh, the host teams are overrepresented. Yeah, and they over- should be. Yeah, that's of course and they should be. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with the OV skipping. I'm fine with anybody skipping. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, and I'd like to say this as well because I was getting into an argument with a couple of buddies over this. The NHL does not give a fuck if you watch the All Star Game on television. No, they, 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 don't get me wrong. They they would like to see numbers. Yeah, it's more it's not more a about, made for TV event. It's more about selling the game in that city. And, red carpet. Uh, it's about the uh, fan interaction. It is all a the events. It is a red carpet yeah. show for the NHL to be like. Here are all our 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 elite talent, our superstars. It's basically a fucking petting zoo for the NHL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Is what it is. A photo booth and a petting zoo. Here's all of our best animals that we have at the petting zoo. <laughs> the we're cutest gonna, animals yeah, we have. We're gonna bring them all down, and you guys get to take <laughs> pictures with them, and they're gonna put their paws in ink and fucking old dog slap and your pony show. Yeah, I'm sure exactly. they go out and tie one on, have a good time after all the shit's done. I mean, how many guys <laughs> I think hung over for the game on uh, Sunday? All, all of them. All of them. Because they've been doing all that media and all that fun fan pet and zoo stuff. Now like we're done that, and it's just a game tomorrow with a couple of mid-game interviews. Yeah. You know, Cassie Campbell-Pascal and all our six names yeah, yeah. might call you over to have a little fucking interview. By the way, I can't stand how it's covered. 
So is there uh I lose it. Is the Winter Classic becoming or outdoor games in general becoming a a novelty thing that fans are becoming disengaged with, do you think? Uh well, this fan has become disengaged. I there was a time when I would rush I would like plan all, you know, New Year's is a big deal. You got to make plans. You got to go do this and that. Yeah, the hangover like, game. On, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll watch that one, but I won't make a point of watching any of the other ones. But I'm watching them one on New Year's Day because my wife's asleep and I'm hungover lying on the couch. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. Sucking back some Chinese food. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're wrong to do that. I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I had no interest. I mean, I, no, had, I, did. I was doing other things. Whereas before, I wouldn't have done those other things. I would have definitely been home uh to see it i did catch the tail end and it looked pretty exciting the novelty is definitely worn off but i can see why the nhl keep doesn't it and has increased the number they do every year because what do they have at that stadium like eighty thousand people yeah i get it but but i see what the nhl does it man look how much money they make we'll put more fucking teams in it then Oh People yeah! Will still oh yeah! Go. It's no, yeah! Chicago every year. Chicago every year. Well, they got to be on the outs of the outdoor games. Like, they're they're so bad now that not even not even Batman can say that I that they would want to keep putting them in those uh, yeah, in but, those games. But right? Philly was bad for years, and people still went yeah. there. They do the ones that get the TV ratings. Interestingly enough, but. Uh, and I guess more likely to sell tickets. I mean, if you Bruins play for the Chicago Blackhawks, are you not like a little bit fucking like cheesed? You're like, man, oh man, we got to fucking play outside again. Isn't it special to be playing outside today, Patrick Kane? Oh yeah, we did it you know, 80 times last yeah, year. Yeah, like I basically have a resume on HockeyDB. It's a separate, it's a separate, <laughs> separate fucking category. column. Separate fucking column on HockeyDB called Outdoor Games. Yeah, I I think the Blackhawks players, many of them probably hold the record for most outdoor games played in NHL history. Who was the goalie? <laughs> there was a goalie that played for Detroit. And was it... Um, someone played for Detroit. Oh, Conklin. Ty Conklin. Oh, yeah, and he and played he in like play- five of them or Yeah, but this right? was back when they weren't as... Yeah, there was one a year. There was one a yeah. year. And he, he was- played in like four out of the six. Because he was a suitcase. <laughs> suitcase uh, backup yeah. there. But the funny thing was, was the teams that he re- that he was playing for, their starters were never available. Yeah, they're always the- hurt or something. Yeah, for the yeah, Winter yeah. Classic. Oh, man, crazy. Now, what disappoints me the most about this was that... I watched two episodes of the Road to the Winter Classic show, oh, which right. I yeah, used yeah. to love. Yeah, me too. But that was when HBO did it. HBO did it right, man. They gave you that raw, uncensored <sighs> look into the dressing room Ideal. on the ice, uncensored, and like miking up everything on the ice. You yeah. got the trash talk. You got the coaches barking at the players. Refs. You got the coaches, the refs involved. You got the really coaches, cool. um, you know, losing it in the dressing rooms or like giving impassioned speeches. Like, I understand why the NHL has done it the way they do it now, where it's pretty squeaky clean because it's family friendly, all that stuff. But man, I would pay money to watch more of those Road to the Winter Classics. I watched those every time and didn't watch the game most times. Yes, I no matter I fully what agree. teams yeah. were involved. I, fully I remember agree. the year it was the Leafs in Detroit, the first time they did it, and that was that was awesome. Oh my cool god, it was it was so good. Yeah, like it was so good. Um, Leave Schreiber, the famous uh, narrator. For uh, he's done more things like that. He's not just like that guy. He's in like shows and movies and stuff. Oh too, no, right? no, oh yeah. I mean, but like he's actually voiced a lot of things before in oh, the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a narrator for a lot of like uh, not a lot, but he does like documentaries and other things too. He's got a great voice for it. Yeah, really. I guess really the good NHL voice. was sick of like Bruce Boudreau going viral, like having a tantrum in yeah. the dressing room and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame them, I guess. But but at the end of the day, it is a live event. You know, I kind of I always laugh when. 
you know, something happens and you can absolutely clear as bells hear them. Fucking right, boys. Fuck yeah. Well, it yeah. Just, it was, it's really cool. You know, they, <laughs> like, why do they, they don't apologize when that happens. You don't hear Doc Emmerich say, oh, and we're very sorry yeah, about yeah, that yeah. language that you heard. But then you go on the news and the lady is doing a newscast and there's like, there's fans, right? Fans are like, yeah, you know, and then one fan goes, whoa, fuck yeah. And then the newscaster goes, oh, we are very sorry about that. Like, it's called live television, people, and anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. And I used to, I used to love it and my, my wife actually loved it too. And this is going back years when like I was just starting to get her into watching hockey and like, you know, she wasn't that into it, but she loved watching that show because she's like, if hockey was like this, because the way, you know, they <laughs> show you, like, show? <laughs> they would follow the team through like three games or a couple games an episode. Yes. And they'd have all these on ice clips and like them scoring goals and, and hearing all the dialogue going on on the ice. And I, w- I would pay money if hockey, if there was like a hockey uncensored channel and you could just watch mic'd up hockey, no commentary, just listening to the sounds of the, of the game full on. Oh, I know it would be I would great. pay money I, for I've that. I've said that before. I've yeah. said that before. That's I, what that made me realize that the loss of that, uh, road to the winter classic. Like there are, you know, me, I'm, I dabble with, uh, broadcasting. I do play by play for, for PLK lumber Kings. And I've been doing it for fucking eight years. So I like being up in the booth. I have a a stronger opinion on play-by-play commentators than the average Joe. The average Joe sometimes doesn't even hear them. They don't even realize that they're good or bad. They just watch the game. But for me, there are some times where I'm like, I'm not listening to this fucking crew. I'm not listening to this crew. I can't handle it. And I'll do something else. You know, I'll... Like the dude from Boston. I can't fucking stand listening to that guy. Same. But like... I will, uh, you know, queue up uh, Joe Bowen with my uh, phone radio app and put it on a Bluetooth speaker, and it actually works out quite well. But at the end of the day, would I ever just love to have the ability within the channel or something to mute the commentator and, and just choose Ice Mike? That's that is the future right there. Just choose Ice Mike. Just have that man. Think of the next level fan experience from home you could get if they offered such a thing. Yeah. And it'd have you know, to be digital if NHL. If you're listening, Gary Bettman, if yeah. you're listening, come on, Gary, that idea is free. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. All right, man. Well, you want to um, go to break and do some leafs or bang out the leafs? What do you want to do? Uh, well, no, we still got flyers. I wanted to talk about flyers. Oh, that's right. Um, seven goalies being used as of whatever it was last night or the night before. That I can't is remember. Such a flyers thing. To it was do. last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Last night they used Mike McKenna. Mike McKenna. Mike McKenna has been on three teams in two weeks. Yeah. And and the Flyers uh, tied, I guess you had put it up on the prep when they claimed McKenna, but they hadn't quite used him yet. Right. So you had it on the prep that they were the second team in, in, in league history to use six goalies, actually use them, not just have them, but play them. Yeah. Um, before the month of January, which is a very interesting stat. And then they end up, using Mike McKenna last night to make it seven. And that's seven goalies being used through whatever they've played, 42 games or 43 games, whatever it is. And I mean, man, they still have basically a half a season left to maybe shatter a record that I don't think you want any part of. No, absolutely not. It means your goaltending situation is a dumpster fire. But if there was one team in this entire league, let's go, that I were to say, hey, 
there's a team. I'm from the future. There's a team that's going to use seven goalies in one it's year. The Flyers. It's got to be the Flyers. <laughs> the Flyers. Right? I mean, have who else would at, it be? Have you looked at Mike McKenna's hockey DB? Like, I haven't, no. the suitcase of goaltenders. I played on all here. over the AHL. Um, a little bit in the coast there in his early days, but you know, relatively strong. Oh age my goaltender. god, dude! And I had me- I remembered him when I saw him in the uh, Calder Cup final last year. He actually played outstanding uh, against the Marlies uh, when they won the Calder Cup. Wow, thirty five years old from St. Louis, Missouri, this and guy played for every playing. fucking team that has ever existed. Yeah, so I think a couple <laughs> of moves aren't that tantalizing for him. I'm sure at thirty five, it kind of sucks. But, I mean, at least you're in the show and not riding the bus. And you know what it is? It, there's, there's been a lot of moves. There's a lot of rows uh, under his Hockey DB uh, stat sheet here. But if you really look at it, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it's somewhere between one or two. And in some cases, actually, in, in, in one case, there was three moves within one year. That's what I'm getting at. So he basically moved two times per season. That's oh, yeah. got to be tough. And you look at the gaps between his NHL starts. Like he played, uh, started in 08, 09. And so like he's, this guy's been in and out of the league for 10 years. And then there were three, at, at two points, there's two and three and four year spans where he wasn't, didn't play at all. Yeah, in the yeah. NHL, so. And I'm seeing that too under his, under his games played, right? Like they're not all very, like they're not all substantial. Some of them are only one or two games played. But I mean, like if we start in, in uh, 2017, 2018, um, when he was a regular with the Texas Stars, of course, the AHL affiliate for the Dallas Stars, he played 32 games that year. So he was pretty much a regular. Starting from then, he gets called up for two games to Dallas. Then he gets traded to Ottawa, moved down to Belleville, then called up to Ottawa. This is all this year. Then traded to Vancouver. Uh, or no, not, not tra- waivers, Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, picked him up off of waivers, and then I don't even know how he got to Philly. <laughs> Did he yeah, get waivers? Pick? I guess waivers I again. Know. Yeah, waivers again. But yeah, the, what a, what don't a bunch unpack, of eh? Like I'm sure he's not unpacking there. Don't unpack, man. That guy's Wyndham Rewards card is just wicked. No, he's wheeling. <laughs> he's jet something like coast to coast to coast yeah, there in a couple yeah. of weeks. It's crazy. He just shows guess, up. He shows up at the airport, and they're like, "Oh, hi, Mister McKenna. How are you doing?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's go." I here. guess the big story is Carter Hart there. He's. Uh, you know, he's doing okay, I guess, holding his own. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think he's doing about as best as could be expected of the guy, to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, still don't understand how that team's that bad. The but. team is horrible. And, I mean, Wayne Simmons is only hurting his uh, draft value. And when I say he's hurting it, I mean, it's becoming less and less. Well, every time I look day. at their lines, he's always on the third line. I don't understand why that is. Like, I don't watch them enough to say, but I always thought he was a pretty impactful player. Well, wouldn't he be an impactful player for the Toronto Maple Leafs, would you say? Wouldn't it be something? Maybe we can get him on the cheap. Man, that'd be sick. Scarborough boy, too. Scarborough boy. Yeah. Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Get a little brother in the lineup. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on, man. Man, let's be some fucking... Like, we need a guy like Simmons. What he brings... Oh, yeah. We don't have that. We don't have that at all. We don't have anyone, like, with a bit of a mean streak, you know? Just, but he can score, too. He's just like a tough JVR. Good comparison. Yeah. A really tough JVR Big with... body, net presence. And not afraid to use that body a little bit a little bit more, right? I mean, because JVR didn't do a whole lot of hitting and stuff. And then whenever he'd be, you know, getting pushed and shoved by people, he'd kind of shy away. I think Simmons would want to fuck you up. And I love that from a guy. Oh, he's tough as nails. Not, not many people want to fight that guy. All right, well, let's see uh, 
it's exciting to think about what what the Leafs could do. We're we're buyers for the first time in a long time. Well, maybe not the first time, but we're finally buyers regularly, I think, uh, for the first time in a long time. So that's exciting. But uh, we're going to step out for a quick fiver, and we'll be back for segment two, where we're going to talk about buds, buds all day. We're back. We're going to do some uh, Leaf Talk now. I had to jam up that tune a little bit right there. Let's go, because that used to be the time when I uh, would get really fired up about the fact that I'm about to play this video game for like four hours. (laughs) (laughs) I can't fucking wait. Because I used to do entire 162 season, uh, 162 game seasons, or 161, whatever it is, with the Blue Jays. And I had all of their names were changed to our players for the Pembroke Panthers <laughs> all-star team here in Pembroke. And uh, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, it was just so much fun. Every time I hear this tune, I uh, I get a little bit uh, nostalgic. There was no simming back then either. You're right. There was. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you played all of I those did. games. I did, and I mean, it was one of those jingles like this. I wonder how many hours that would have been just to play a season of that game. Man hours? Yeah. I mean, pretty hefty because there were times where I would be getting lit up by the computer or and or I would be dominating the computer. So the games would be a little longer. And I mean, like, no wonder I fucking used to smash controllers and shit. <laughs> I would spend a lot of time, a lot of invested energy into fucking doing that. Back then, those things were durable, though. Xbox controllers can't no. take a beat. No, no, you got to be... Not re- like a super controller. You got to be responsible. Yeah, plus, too expensive. When, plus, when you used to break uh, super controllers, you could actually probably fix them. I oh, fixed, yeah. I so fixed I've several. taped them up, like, yeah. straight up. Just throw electrical <laughs> tape on them. And no, but I mean, like, I've had to get inside and, like, reposition... You know that little like rubber thing that goes over top of the motherboard or the yeah, chip? Yeah, it's like a little gasket. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. So I'd have to go in and like reposition that with like those miniature fucking screwdrivers because because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was off and every time I hit down it would go right. <laughs> Man, Did some, some good damage. some good times. Those were uh, those are good times. Also, back uh, in those times, it was kind of fun to be a Leaf fan, wasn't it? Right around those times. Right around those times. Right? I guess we were a little younger and the team was a lot better. Having fun nowadays, though. You having fun? I I love it. I mean, I love the fact that I am in a position now as a thirty, nearly thirty-two year old Leaf fan that I can be like frustrated with a good team. It's never been that way. I shouldn't say never, but I was not an adult. I was not a fully grown ass man the last time we were any good. I was a fucking child. I actually understand the game a little better. So now I'm a man and I see what's going on and I see the business side of it and I understand contracts more and, you know, drafting and all this. I I have a much better handle, generally speaking, on the game. And as such, I appreciate the team being so good 
but I, I now all of a sudden I'm fucking greedy and I want results. I want them now and I want this and that. And I voiced my frustration, as you know, with the fucking power play. Isn't it like part of being a fan, part of the experience though? Like, is that just not? Well, the ups and downs. Isn't it just the, the natural course of having a team where there's actually expectations where you're going to start, you forget how grateful you first were when they were good a couple of years ago and then how quickly you forget the dark days of yesteryear, right? Well, here's something interesting that I thought about yesterday. I didn't even say this to anybody. It just came across my brain waves as I was driving in my vehicle. I think the problem here is that we never really had like a buffer space to anticipate getting better. It was just like, we suck. Now we're good. Like there was no real middle ground, Good-ish. but there was no real middle ground to get better is what I'm saying. Like it was, it was, we went, we went gradually down and then we went really far down. Right. When we had like fucking nobody on the team. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden with the draft picks that we had, like it was one season and then boom, like we are not only better, we're already pretty fucking good. And with the right, you know, toning and coaching and whatnot, we can be really good. And we're seeing that really blossom. I, think, I don't think our very eyes. I just, we don't know what it feels like. No, I never experienced this as a fan. So it's pretty cool. Now that you bring that up and before we dive <clears throat> into the Freddie injury, which I know we want to get to off the top, let me ask you something. Cause I asked my buddy this not that long ago, we were talking about, you know, what we would end up doing, uh, you know, when the Leafs are, let's say, in the Stanley Cup final. And it I'm just saying for hypothetical reasons, it happens to be game six, uh, you know, in our barn, and we have a chance to win. What what are you doing? Are you prepared? Are you personally prepared as, like, a huge diehard Leaf fan? Like, oh, are you prepared? Mo- emotionally, not at all. No. But, like, I would I would tell you where I'd be. It was in Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah. I would somewhere. Sl- I'd sleep on the fucking streets. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I, like, I'd bring a sleeping bag. Party and, with the bums there yeah. downtown. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it would be, I and I said this to I said this to my family members when I was telling them about it. I said, I'm going. I said, I'm booking fucking days off. Dad, you better believe it. I ain't coming into work. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Love how I threw that in there, eh? Not coming to work, Dad. Dad, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you'll get that timesheet approved. Here's the worst, though. Anyone out there that has actually worked for family understands that while the running joke is that, oh, yeah, you work for your fucking family, it's actually worse. It's worse because you can't lie to your father, but you can lie to your boss. You can I be know. like, hey, you know, boss, I ain't feeling it today. And then you go out and hack a couple of golf balls uh, at Whitetail because they got a fucking simulator. I got a few buddies who work for their dad, and they're – somewhat broken human beings at times <laughs> yeah like there's just nothing you can do everyone else is having fun and you uh, have to you have a fucking responsibility but anyhow yeah i uh, i remember asking him what he thought and he just kind of laughed it off and i said well see you in april you know because it's just it's gonna start and before you know it if we get through the first round i don't know what to expect because obviously the next round will be the what should be the conference finals as we all know basically the conference finals now occurs in either the first or second round right because the third round is bullshit now basically yeah depending on the matchups but it seems (laughs) to be that the top two teams the higher caliber matchups appear in the second round second and teams are just in a better place physically i think um, the hockey is is better early in the playoffs because teams are so worn down as the playoffs go on. As they go on, uh, I, I, what I'm a little concerned about 
with the Leafs situation now as we're starting to see Boston's catching fire again. Tampa is running away. They haven't lost in over a month. And, you know, the Leafs have left some points on the table recently that they're going to look back on and be like, ah, shit. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be, you know, hard up for points come the end of the season. No, not at all. But in terms of that positioning, we're starting to see, you know, the top three pull away. Montreal's hanging around. Good for them, by the way. Shout out Montreal. Uh, but it's it's getting to the point like this game coming up on Saturday against Boston is the most important game of the season. I know why it's is that huge. happening already? <laughs> and going back to Freddie, so there was in, there was conflicting reports today. So Freddie talked to the media, right? Freddie says, you know, I'm I'm kind of shooting for Saturday. But then they asked Babcock shortly thereafter after the skate and said, well, no, I'm thinking more like Monday realistically. So. And that could be Bob just trying to throw some some dust up and being like, oh, Smoke I, don't want, I don't want Boston to think Anderson starting or whatever. You know, he like coaches love that shit. Yeah, I, I can understand that. For me, man, I, I, it's the whole injury thing with like hiding, basically not hiding what it is. Okay, we went through like a four to six or seven year span where everyone was like hiding things. That's kind of dissipating now. But remember, dude, it was always like, Upper body, lower body. Never anything more than that, even though you could clearly see via the television that it was a shoulder. Yeah, it was torturous not knowing what what was wrong with Matthews a couple of years back. And it's interesting that they let Anderson talk to the media. And it's, it's usually when they're back practicing, but sometimes they've let the players address the media, you know, before that. And I, I find that, you know, a huge departure from the way the team used to do things under Lamorello. Yeah, but see, so for me, what I was going to say is I was, you know, uh, pissed off or just annoyed, I guess, overall with how they used to just say upper body, lower body, because it didn't really matter. But now we've seen a change, and I don't know if it's specifically the Leafs or because I just follow them uh, a lot, but they are now, they're not withholding what the injury is. They won't fucking tell us at all whether we can relax because it's going to be a week or so. Right, the timelines. Or yeah. or or if he's going to play tomorrow. They don't give you any timelines and it's like week to week almost it would be a timeline if you're going to put it on which is super vague, right? And then and then someone else gets a gets a, a stinger. So they put him on the IR. But it, they're not putting him on the IR because he's going to be gone for seven days. They put him on the they IR. They do it for cap Im- implications. Retroactive yeah. to like six days ago. That's right. Yeah. Which means now we can call up another guy with no cap implications and then send him back down when Matthews is good. So then all the you know half of the fans fucking lose their mind because they put him on IR. And the other half is like, actually, this is a good thing because he can come off any time. And they did that with Freddie as well. Yeah, they do it. They do it from cap maneuvering more than anything. More than anything, yeah. But uh, you know, obviously, if he's coming back, hopefully it's hundred percent. And I would assume they're taking their time because. Well, you, know, you don't I have know, to assume it. It's fucking been forever. Well, and and you know they made that acquisition for Hutchison, which was funny. That so he ends up starting that game out of out of the blue because uh, so Garrett Sparks gets hit with a, a Nylander clapper in practice. Ends up getting a conky from it. Nice one, Neil. <laughs> yeah, no way to go, bud. And <laughs> Earning your six nine there. Yeah. So uh, they they acquire Hutchison, and he's he's been all right, man. He's been pretty solid. He had that shutout against the Canucks. I mean, he got he got what eight goals in the other two starts, but I yeah, mean, oh, I agree. He, he I was think competitive. He's, he's like, been better even than that Sparks. game against Nashville. He 
you know, they hung him out to dry for a little bit and at the end with those last two goals, basically a two nothing game, really. I felt bad for him at that point, but he's been he's been strong enough and he's I I really like that pickup. Fuck, you just brought up the Nashville game and I literally like got angry. It was frustrating <laughs> as hell to watch. It was because it was going so well. I was really enjoying the game. Well, they were going. Like they were they they started on time, like they Matthews were, looked Ma- Matthews great. was phenomenal. Oh man, it was off to such a great fucking start. And the the biggest thing now after I take it all in and I considered what happened and of course I went on fucking Facebook and I was bitching about Babcock and shit. Like after I take it all in, I realize that the team isn't really quite fucking there yet. And I know that Hutchinson was playing, we didn't have our starter, but it was still a measuring stick game. We were also missing Hyman who's a good energy guy. I'm not saying he's going to score goals, but he makes yeah. a difference. He does. Yeah, the opportunity was there to win the game. They didn't. And when you're in that upper echelon of elite teams and Nashville being one of them, like you got to find ways to beat those kinds of teams. Well, my biggest frustration, man, throughout the whole game, other than the power play, because we'll get to that in a moment, but my biggest frustration was seeing that Nashville scored two goals on point shots and neither of those point shots were like, you know, testing the radar guns. They scored ability. a couple against Montreal as well, the same way. They're Peak. not huge blasts. I know the Subban was a pretty good blast. But well, like, they, they yeah, they're throwing like, they throw in more clappers than most guys do, because most guys don't take clappers anymore. They just they get the puck towards the net and two times the puck went in. And then I'm watching the Leafs run power play after power play and thinking, we got a fucking goddamn Norris trophy candidate potential winner, and they won't let him shoot. Yeah, and it's got to go over to Mitch, over to Mitch, over to Mitch. Matthews is the trigger man, and Tavares is the trigger man. But you got to increase that to more than two guys because it makes it easy to defend. Uh, We talked about this uh, a couple days ago, but how how easy they've made it to defend, and the power play numbers have obviously dropped off significantly in December and into January. So, I mean, that's got to be expected. Now, apparently, today at practice, they finally decided to switch things up. So they seem to have made a, a more of a, a spread out roster. They have Tavares, and Mitch, I think, on the first, and then they had uh, Matthews Nylander on the second. Now that makes sense because the way that Babs has played them, they've he's basically been splitting the ice time a minute a minute, and I disagreed with that because if you're going to stack up your first power play as much as they were, why the fuck aren't those guys playing two minutes? But here's the thing, though, in the Nashville game specifically, they were on. Like three power plays in a row, the first line didn't go off the ice. And I remember I was impressed. I was impressed because they maintained That was later possession. in the game, though. Yeah, Because before that, they were there was a couple times where I remember being disappointed that they made a change. That they went off, yeah. Because yeah. The, there's such a significant drop-off in personnel. Now, what I'm hoping and what I thought was wasteful on that second power play was that Nylander was not the trigger man. The guy can fire the puck. A, a lot of go- He scored a lot of power play goals, you know, top of the circle wristers. They got to utilize that short side. He gets a lot. He somehow um, takes the puck cross body very well. Very similar, not nearly as good, but very similar as Matthews does the same. Normally, you'd think to score from the left circle like he does, you'd need to be right handed like Ovi or Stammer to get that off so quickly. But Matthews cradles and shoots. Nylander's got that opportunity on the far side. He cradles and shoots as well. Yeah, he's got a wicked wrister. Better than bar down. Better than most. Uh, Better than most. No, it's. uh... Um, But here's the here's the lines actually for those listeners that uh, you know didn't get a didn't get a view at it. Um, The the five man units uh, were changed to Marlowe, Matthews, Janssen, 
Nylander, Gardner. And then the other unit, whether you want to call it second or first, whatever, is Taveras, Kapanen, Kadri, Marner, Riley. And I really like both of these. Yeah, they're both they're both solid. Like they're first power plays on any team basically. The only so. thing that I might that I might think about if I'm and I haven't really thought about this. I'm only thinking about it now because I'm literally just looking at them uh on the screen. But maybe a Gardner Riley switch. And the only reason for that last go, and I hope you can appreciate this, is because if and when, emphasis on when, Gardner makes a bit of a, you know, questionable play at the line, I want Kapanen fucking skating back to, yeah, really, to, eh? to stop to stop something. You know what I'm saying? I I know John. I know Johnson is fast. I know Marlowe is fast. But you know Marlowe is going to be the corner guy on that unit. Which means it's going to come back to Jake a lot. Yeah, I think the reason why Jake's there is because he's going to be a distribution guy uh, to the shooters who are going to be Matthews and Nylander. Whereas uh, if you have Riley on the other unit, he's going to be one of the shooters along with Tavares. I yeah, imagine. I fully agree. But you you see where I'm coming from, eh? Like, do you agree or, or I'm what? not? Like, I'm not so concerned about Gardner on the power play in terms of throwing pizzas and all that. Yeah, no, no, I don't necessarily think he's going to throw a pizza. I mean, the puck is going to come back to him on the wall, and it's going to be bouncing, rolling. There's going to be pressure. You know what I'm getting at, right? Like, there's a board battle, and you know, Marlo or I guess whoever Jake else Gardner would be. just keeps you up at night sometimes, eh? No, I <laughs> like. Here's the thing, man. Like, I went into this season like with a blank slate. Like, I was like, okay, listen, I was hard on Gardner like all last year. I still feel rightfully so. Like, I'm not the guy that says he sucks or he's terrible. Like, I might yell at the team. I just or don't something. know why people are so hard on him. But when we have a rational conversation about the guy, I don't know how someone could refute my opinion which is he just doesn't seem to think the game very well inside his own blue line and that's it that's my only that's my only assessment I understand he's great offensively and he has great vision in the offensive zone and he's very creative as well he's a former forward he's got some creativity but I just I do lose sleep thinking about what could happen in our own zone. Those, those weird ass plays where I don't know where he was going and I don't know if he even knows. And then he like turns around and the fucking puck is there. And then like, he doesn't take a stick and they score. And I'm like, I see it like six times on the replay. And I'm like, Jake, like, I don't know, take a penalty, you know, be that guy that takes a penalty. And now I'm mad at you for taking a penalty, but at least you stopped the goal. Dude, it just goes to show you how, like, how much scrutiny and how hardcore Leafs fans are that one of our best defensemen receives this much shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but man, you can't, like, are you, like, (laughs) are you? With a team that has no, for a team that has very noted weak defensemen, we sure throw a lot of shade at our, at uh, one of our best defensemen. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I just find it funny. Here's what I've always said about Jake, though. Jake is better than Ron Hainsey. Yeah, we know that. Okay, but let me tell you something about Ron Hainsey. Ron Hainsey disappoints me because he failed to make the right play. But the point is, is that he, nine out of ten times, you bet your ass, he tried to make the right play. 
I guess. No, he's not if you skill. consider I'm not putting com- the puck off the glass the right play. I'm not comparing them to like with their skill. I'm just I know Jake's way better. I'm just saying like when when Hainsey disappoints me, it's because he's not skilled enough to make the right play. When Jake disappoints me, it's because he clearly made the wrong play. In fact, most of the time he waits and I go, good wait, Jake. Nice, nice wait. You know, let's let's get the fucking boys in order. Let's figure out. Nope, fucking stretch pass two and a half feet off the ice for an icing. And we're middle of a change. So now a couple of our guys are fucking dead tired. The stretch and pass is their play, though. That's like, what they. That's what they're told to do. That's, yeah, but Jake Gardner, had, no do. bullshit. I call bullshit because Gardner's that's been their, doing. That's I don't care. Play. Gardner's been doing that shit for years. That's so I'm not play, taking though. that. No, he's been doing that shit for years. I know, but that's their what they're told to do now. Is the stretch pass is their play? There, there is no breakout anymore. It's the stretch pass. Well, I because get it. They found out. I get it, but we've 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 seen Gardner do the same breakout style. Oh yeah, I get your point. That he's still not good at it for many throughout many coaches. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, occasionally he puts up these like unbelievable pass, like splits yes. D for a uh, for. Breakaway, breakaway, yeah, but that's like one in a hundred or no, whatever. No, no, and, and I'm not even really necessarily like harping on his individual st- or not specific. Um, what am I trying to say? Like specific. I'm not harping on any specific thing about the guy. It's just overall, I think there's often times where I'm watching the TV and I can actually see, like via his body language, that that a poor decision might be coming here. And I'm literally asking the TV. I'm like. Make a good one, Jake. Make a good like he's got lots of time. He's, he's never been one for confidence lots, either. Lots eh? of space. And he's kind of looking around. He'll look left and you know, he does that thing where he kind of like almost stands straight up as he's skating and he looks around and and the play is to skate with it. So then motherfucking skate with it. You know, but then he tries this little like soft maybe he's looking for a give and go. And and the the, the, the other guy is not he's not ready for it. And it just turns into a turnover, and now Jake's at the offensive blue line. And I'm not mad at Jake. Maybe the guy on his wing should have been prepared. It's just, it seems to happen more often off of his stick. That's it. That's it. Like, Jake's gardener keeps you up at night. Yeah. I can tell. I like I like Jake as a player. I mean, I could talk about him all day. I, I, like, I can tell. <laughs> I like Jake as a player. I can tell, man. I like him on the team. I, I don't like him at a big cap hit. I'd like him at a manageable cap hit, and I'd like him as a two guy. I'd love him as a two guy. That's because, what he is. Well, I know, but he's not really because we don't have another one guy. Yeah. We only have one one guy. That's a fair point. What I find interesting is why is that that you see that Babcock going to the Riley Gardner pairing frequently in in situations, especially when they need a goal. Yes. If I like that, it. If that's their best option, I don't understand why that's not more frequently being utilized. I guess you don't want to hang the rest of the the D out to dry, but I got you know you want, maybe want to see the emergence of uh, you know moving Dermot up into the uh, into the two or sorry the three four spot. Well, I was just going to talk about Dermot because I think that's where it lies. I think you're trying to do your best to shield, I guess, for lack of a better word. Are they shield. still doing that? I guess. I think a little bit. I yeah, mean, you got to you got to understand, man. Like in in many many cases. The defensemen, especially the mobile ones, they take time because it is just, I mean, it doesn't take me to fucking tell you this, but it's its so much faster than ever. So there's like no time to make decisions. So if you're going to be a part of something offensively, if that's any part of your game, 
then you need some fucking time to adjust. He's some one time of the, to learn how to move the puck to the far side and get it back, and then you start that offensive rush. He's one of the Leafs' best defensemen, I think. Who, Dermot? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to go on there. I Yeah. No, I, I think blunt, he's one of the best blunt, defensemen. So it would be interesting to see how long, much longer it takes before <laughs> he kind of gets the full trust of, of Babcock and, and kind of gets to move his way up the chart a little bit in terms of ice time. and. Oh, I believe it starts next year. It could happen this year because, I you know, at one point or another, I, I feel like a shuffle's coming. And I know a lot of, of uh, you know, hockey people have – called that for a while that at some point this year they're gonna they're gonna revamp things because um the the prevailing thought is that there's no way they can go into the playoffs with that same pairings essentially that they had last year um give or take goes again off right the statistical community will tell you that it's not a problem a lot of uh fans wearing the blue colored shades will also tell you that it's not as big of a problem as it is made out to be and which which is true no it's not to because an extent. the playoffs are a seven game series against the same team no but i i mean in terms of uh how they're getting they're getting by essentially like they're playing good team defense yeah whereas it's not all about Shut down D having you know no no outstanding D they they've done a good job of keeping shots the perimeter for example yeah that's right not but, giving up a ton of offense cleaning up the front of the net etc cetera, etc cetera. but my point is that they play a different team every night every night that they play it's a different team that's very that's how it works. very rarely you might play the same team back to back little home and home or something like that yeah. But I'm talking about seven games, man. Yeah, well, you saw that last year, we're how, get, how Boston really, really exploited the right side as much as possible. And and my, my impression generally is that they're not going to go in the playoffs with Hainsey on the top pair. It just, it just can't happen. Because how are you going to have him out there against uh, uh, Bergeron's line? It's not a chance if they're playing Boston or whatever. Well, I mean, if you're going to keep him on the team, then he replaces Ozhiganov. Ozhiganov's out, and some big number one ticket is acquired via trade. Well, you can only hope. You can only dream, right? Who who would you dream about? I was actually thinking about that earlier today when I heard, uh, I think it was when I was reading 31 Thoughts, Elliot Friedman mentioned that uh, there's a lot of interest in Muzz and Jake Muzz and, and uh, oh, yeah. the price would be high. Okay. But he's, and the guy lays bodies out. He's a big guy. He eats a lot of minutes. Seems like, I, I can't remember if he's left or right D, but... But you, that's no that's no fun. That's the kind of defenseman. I hear you, but that's that, no that's no fun. Who, that's the type of player. But you know, who are you dreaming about though? I, I'm not dream. I I'm not dreaming of anything unrealistic because I know because the salary cap the salary yeah, cap limits your dreams, man. We don't have an issue. It limits with, your dreams. We don't have that issue right now. We don't have that issue this year. We can. We still have ten million. This year. After Nylander? Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? We have money. We still have no, I money. Thought, I thought that uh, Nylander's cap hit no, took out of that. Whatever it is, I don't know the gist. I'm not going to fucking waste everybody's time trying to look it up. Because they were we up have... against the cap uh, just recently in the Christmas break. That's why they had to do some shuffling. They had to keep loaning guys to the AHL. They had to. Uh, that's why they had to put Freddie retroactively on the IR. That was all cap impl- implications. And that uh, I read something brief just talking about how they were doing all this personnel shuffling because they had ended up in a bit of a situation right now. Well, that makes sense. When the Leafs uh, signed Nylander, what I was reading was that, okay, it's done. 
the lineup is now set. The lineup that we were promised, et cetera, et cetera. It's in place. The Leafs should fucking dominate the league and win 17 cups in a row. <laughs> um, but overall, the the sidebar was there's there's still room for improvement for this team, like with this cup run in mind. They got five mil in cap space right okay. now. And the, a part of the issue is, and I'm not sure why, but they can't use that LTIR because they didn't put... I think I'm not sure if there's a deadline involved. I don't know anything, but uh, <laughs> Bucks and D podcast. <laughs> we know nothing, <laughs> so uh, so uh, they didn't put Horton on the LTIR for whatever reason. I have no idea why. It's because there's cap carryover. That's why. Current because cap- it would it would have carried over to next year. Something something numbers and whatnot. And so they didn't put him on the LTIR. So right now they've got five million in cap space. Because well, that's if they had him on the LTR, they'd have another five. Because I think his contract five or six million. That's right. Because that's um, that's projected cap space. The current cap space is ten seven. Correct. So again, with things that we know nothing about, i.e., IR. <laughs> I did not mean that to come out that way, but that's hilarious. Yeah. The IR being the injured reserve. Um, there, there is space. That was my point. My yeah. point is that there's space. So someone can be fucking dealt, someone with a cap hit, because you have to understand it's going to be a trade, which means we trade someone to them. Yeah. I'm not saying that any of our current <laughs> roster players are definitely going to be on the go, but why wouldn't they be? I don't see any any high price rentals, that's for sure. I think they're going to get away from that, the, the, You considering what they gave up for very little in the last two years, acquiring centermen, uh, Placanets being one of them. Yeah, that was, was just weird. He was one of our better players in the playoffs last year, but that's why you lose. Yeah, good, very good point. <laughs> very good point. So I, I don't, I don't see anything crazy though on the horizon. What do you think of Trevor Moore and his call up? Uh, well, my first and uh, most important thought is uh, how excited I am that he wears number forty-two. How could they do that to Tyler Bozak? Ha, and come fuck Leaf Bozak. legend Kyle Wellwood. Wellwood. That's so disrespectful. That's what it's all about for this guy right here. <laughs> Wellwood, maybe yeah. my favorite Leaf of all time for unknown reasons. I have no fucking real clue, but I love the guy. I got two of his fucking jerseys. I got two one, jerseys. dude. I got one when he went to fucking San Jose. You and I own the only Kyle Wellwood jerseys known to man. No man, one of my one of my best friends that I ended up living with for th- uh, two years when I went to university in Ottawa. Um, we met at a Sens game by the glass strictly because. I had a Wellwood on. He fucking came down. The Leafs were doing their warm up, and he fucking like was bent. Wellwood still playing at that point. Yeah, oh, he was on the ice. Yeah, yeah. He okay, was um, <clears throat> buddy Brett, my buddy, fucking bangs me on the back, and he's like, "Yo," he says. And I turned around. I'm like, "Yo," I have no idea who this guy is, and he's like, "Fucking Wellwood, baby, Kyle Wellwood," you know. And I'm like, <laughs> "Kyle Wellwood," and he shows me the RMA 42, bud, and it was just hilarious, right? We ended up shooting the shit for a couple minutes. You know, Leafs are there warming up, doing whatever. And then we fucking go our separate ways. Intermission hits. I go down the fucking stairs. I'm headed right towards the Tim Hortons uh, lineup. I'm standing in the line. Fucking boom, right on my back. I turn around. It's Buddy again. <laughs> yeah, he knows it's you because no one else is wearing it, Well, exactly, but it was just weird. Like, we were down at ice level for the warm-up, and then we said, see you later, man. Like, hey, enjoy the game. Go, Leafs, go. And then it turns out we were, I guess, sitting closely uh, in the sections because we ended up at the same Tim Hortons line during the intermission, and we kind of felt it like it was a responsibility to, like, 
get each other's fucking name and number or whatever. Like this is like 2010. So you guys fell in love. At well, first this sight. is like, this is like 2010, right? <laughs> so it's not quite like fucking social media. 2010. This has got to be longer ago than that. Or, if he was playing, this yeah, be a long time ago, man. When did he play last? Fuck, I don't know. It was that long ago. Well, man, how old am I? When did I graduate? Jesus, man. You're having a whole epiphany here. When did I graduate? Anyway, I, who cares? It was really funny. funny. Sto- the funny story was that like, we ended up becoming yeah, what the was fucking- the funny part? Well, the funny part was that we were the only two idiots with fucking Wellwoods on. Yeah. And we saw each other on two separate occasions, and he- Well, he was the one that saw me both times. We ended up becoming fucking close buddies, and- uh, and living together. I got a like, funny story, good. but so I had I had a Wellwood jersey. It was the only nice jersey I had up until I got one of the new ones. I I had it for years, and I actually like eventually just put took the name bar off, put my own name on there because I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what a bad call. <laughs> so I had buddies uh, in North Bay who chirped me about it, and they're like, yeah, nice fucking jersey, like all the time, giving it to me. So this one time, this years, this is probably a few years ago. This happened. So years after all the chirps went down and changed jersey, all this, but we uh, got together with some of my buddies. And my buddy goes, I got a present for you. He's like, why? He's like, I found this at a flea market or some shit. No. It's like five bucks. Shows me this fucking one of those big pictures of fucking Kyle. Willard. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, and he's. I lo- would he, love that shit. He's looking doughy. Oh yeah, he always was. <laughs> so listen, while we're on the topic, I'll just give it to you really quickly because it is a fun. It is a fun story. When I was, uh, by the way, it was 08. 08 was the year, so I was two two years off. But, um, anyways, dating all the way back to uh, we're talking about two thousand and three. When he played his first game in the NHL, he only played one game that year. I don't even remember when it was, but here's the fucking story. I had a Curtis Joseph jersey. It's actually right there, uh, right here. There it is right there on my wall. Right? Nobody can see it. And there's the Wellwood over there. In the Nobody corner. can see yeah, that you either. Can. And the Wellwood is signed by Johnny Bauer, Wendell Clark, a bunch of others. Uh, and the Joseph is just old as fuck. You would probably remember that Joseph. Oh, yeah. We would have played hockey in that. Oh, I would have played hockey against Wearing you. Wearing that. Wearing that. So I had that Joseph jersey and I lost it. And... Uh, my mother was not happy with me, and she said, "If your father finds out, he's going to lose his fucking mind." Yeah, it's like so. She went out. So she went out and bought me another one. Years later, fast forward, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. It's probably like at least four or five years later, because you and I were fucking hanging out, buds, like crazy. In what ninety eight, ninety nine, right? So we're talking like a good four or five years later. We're moving the deep freeze, and we find the Cujo. I easily play it off. Like, oh, cool, Cujo. Like, my fucking the old man. The mice didn't get into no, it? No, no. It was, like, pristine. It was, like, right underneath the deep freeze. Well preserved yeah, behind the freezer. Yeah. So now I had two fucking Cujo jerseys, and I was like, what am I going to do? And my mom goes, well, why don't you take it down to the pro den and get him to rip the name off and put a put a new thing on? So I found out that it was going to cost me 60 bucks to get Joseph taken off, and I could choose anybody. So this is where it all started for me, having weird jerseys. I should show you my fucking closet. I got weird jerseys. I got a Tyler Myers Buffalo Sabres jersey. That's weird. Okay. Just exactly. Good good, good example. So the Leafs played that night, and this fucking chunky kid from wherever he's from, fucking where is he from anyway? Toronto? Windsor. He's from Windsor. Played for the Spitfires. Not important. Not important. He plays. Doesn't get a point. Doesn't do anything. Ends up minus one. But he looked fucking good out there. So I'm like, I'm getting this guy on. Take it down to Pro Den. He doesn't even know who he is, but I tell him how to spell it and whatever he gets the Because, you know, back then they had, like, Toronto Maple Leaf, like, uh, font or whatever, right? Like, and they would be able to customize whatever. So I got myself a customized Kyle Wellwood jersey, and it was maybe, I'm telling you, maybe 
the first one in existence. Like I might have had a jersey of his before his fucking parents did. Yeah, I thought I jumped the gun on that, but you sure did. Yeah, like it was it wasn't even about like, oh, he's he was good. Like it was like literally his first game in the NHL. Like I had a free pass. Well, not a free pass. I had to pay money to do it, but I, it was 60 bucks, so I could do whatever I wanted. And I already had a Cujo. And I'm sorry, but I didn't want a Sundin or a Tucker or McCabe or Caberlet or whatever everybody else was getting at the time. I wanted a young kid that was maybe going to be around. And this guy looked fucking wicked. And I remember they were talking about him because it was his first NHL game. So they were really talking about him on the broadcast. And they were pumping him up. And I was like, I'm doing it tomorrow. Big hype. Big so hype did, on yeah. Kyle Wellwood. Big hype. What did you think about Trevor Moore's call up? You okay. go and get a Trevor Moore jersey? Well, the funny thing is, is I have several Wellwoods. So why not just go get Wellwood taken off and get more put on? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I wouldn't is because all my Wellwoods, and I say all of them, I have two. Uh, the two Nobody Wellwoods has two Wellwoods. You're yeah. the only person <laughs> on the planet with two. Call Wellwood doesn't have two fucking Call well, Wellwood jerseys. Or maybe I do have two Leaf Wellwoods. I think I do. Anyway, they have the they have different logos on them, right? Like so. I like our new logo. As much as I like my old nostalgic stuff that I own, there's nothing quite like the new logo. Nah, new ones are thing of beauty. Really crisp. I, I really like it. So you have no thoughts on Trevor Moore? Oh, sorry. Than well, you, you, keep, you, keep, you keep asking me other questions about it, like spinning <laughs> off. I'm not going to go get a Moore jersey, but uh, here's what I liked about him. Confident. Fast. Fast and confident. Like, he wasn't really second-guessing himself out there. That goalie score was real really nice. Oh. Man, he's a gift to the GOAT, setting the GOAT up for a couple Genos. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. impressive. That goal was really I nice. I can see what the – you know, I had read a lot about him, and, and a lot of people were hyping him up, and I knew he was the next guy coming up uh, uh, this season. Um, they were talking about him after the Calder Cup run. He had a he had an outstanding playoff last year where was, he racked up quite a few points. Was Grunstrom the other maybe well, originally kind originally of? people had been talking about Grunstrom for longer, and he was more of the consensus, I think, early on. And then after the what we saw from Moore in camp, Moore actually stuck around longer than Grunstrom as well. Yeah, Got yeah. a little more of a debut or um, uh, showing, I guess. Yeah. So I, I thought it was impressive, and it's a numbers game as to why he's going back. Hyman's coming in the lineup finally, or boy, Hyman's coming back. But yeah, that means Moore's got to go back down to the bus. So, What I like about it is the fact that we've got that look now. We kind of got a little fucking look inside the box, and a lot, I like what I see. A lot of skill. Like yeah. Phenomenal. Smaller guy, but, you know, it doesn't matter in today's NHL. I mean, like, if he's going to be our next guy that you're going to think about bringing into the fold, then he's obviously not a, a trade chip, so to speak. But what I like about it is we can see that talent level and we can anticipate that hopefully growing into something. They they don't all turn into great things. In order to stay good, you need guys like you need to find those, those guys ready to step in so that there's no gap. Like, yeah. Oh, we have a, we have a year or two gap where no one seems to be ready. Everyone's Timmy Lilgren. And they're not quite ready just yet. Yeah, unfortunate news on the Lilgrim front. He missed the World Juniors with an injury, and now Rasmus Sandin uh, is also injured. Sandin, we're calling him, right? Oh, yeah, 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 even though I think it is Sandin, right? Right. I don't even know. But So he he's out four to six, I think. Uh, I can't remember what the injury was, but uh, he's out, unfortunately. And so I guess we're not going to see – I doubt we see Lilgrim at all this year considering – uh, his season got derailed, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's bang on. Um, there's no real, again, there's no need to rush this guy. We're talking about a mobile defenseman. I, I can't stress enough. I mean, the guy's also experienced some injuries. 
like you uh, allude to. So, I mean, it's not something that you want to just throw him into the fire that is the NHL and have him get absolutely fucking pasted by Tom Wilson. Yeah. Which actually wouldn't happen because if you were reading that one report that Wilson is uh, like laying laying off, eh? Apparently he, he was quoted as saying that, uh, well, not apparently, I read the report. He said that uh, he, he feels uh, nervous uh, to make hits for fear that they well, may. No doubt because yeah. the next one's going to be more than 20 probably. Yeah, exactly. What else we got? I don't know. That's kind of it. All Is right. that it? You want to go for more? I, I kind of like that. Uh, let, let's end it here. We got a, like a little bit of time. We're at a buck 20, so it's not too bad. But uh, let me throw that question I had at the bottom because this I didn't hear this on the radio or whatever. This this became a question generated with some Leaf fans when we were chatting. And it was like a it was a good, you know, uh, piece of material. Good hypothetical. Yeah, a good a good debate, I think. I still don't even know which I would choose. 82 games of Mitch Marner or 62 games of Matthews on this team, like not individually, like on this team. So you get one or the other, you get like one or the, the other, other guys out for the out. season. Yeah, sure. The other guys out for the, you, okay. you can't choose him. So you either get, you either get 82 games of Marner with no Austin or 62 games of Matthews with no Mitch. That's tough as shit, but I probably take Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I would take Austin as Goals well. are harder to score and see play center. That's, that's okay. really it. Yeah. Okay. Good. And big body, big body center. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, and that's not taking anything away from Marner. I mean, he's probably been the Leafs MVP outside of Riley. Right. You yeah. Know, so far. And I mean, so the reason why it happened is because we were talking a little contracts. We were talking about next year, how we're a little bit concerned you know, with the Leafs contracts and what's it going to look like? And are these guys going to take uh, quote unquote hometown discounts? Is Matthews going to get his uh, 16% or 13% or whatever it is? I can't even remember. Um, and then we were kind of talking about the injury. Okay. So you have to understand that if you're going with Matthews long-term and, you know, Marner wants to play hardball and we've already signed Nylander and what are we going to do? What would you do? I mean, not that I'm thinking we're going to have to choose. And No, of course not. Yeah. But that's a, I thought it was a nice hypothetical because we all chose Matthews, okay? But we all were like almost upset with ourselves for not choosing Mitch because it was like, man, 82 games of Mitch. Yeah. How, a full fucking season. And you're telling me that he's not going to be a point per game guy? Even without Matthews? He doesn't does he get, he doesn't does even Mitch play get 100 him. points this year? That's what he's projected right now, like 105, 106 or something. I think so. I don't see why he won't. I don't see why not. There's there's showing no signs of slowing down. I called that early too. I mean, it's it's totally unsurprising. That's the other part of it. Uh, yeah, like, you're I right. think it would be a bigger story if it wasn't, you know, I guess the fact that he's playing with JT and that, you know, we've seen what the guy's capable of, but now he's actually putting up those elite numbers. Not just good numbers, but elite numbers. Elite and consistently. Consistently, yes. Because that wasn't happening before. Now, like you said, you can credit that to, you know, a little JT in your back pocket never hurt anybody. But at the end of the day, I think it's just maturity. And, and he's, and he's earned Babs' trust. Like, he's not getting any of those little demotions or getting dicked on ice time. He's been leading the Leaf forwards in ice time all season long. Yeah, yeah. And, and, well, it, and he also PK. Because, yeah. And he's playing PK, say, yeah. power play. It's awesome. Nice. All right, well. Good to be back. See you next week. It was good to be back. It's a new year, and it's the same old shit. Follow us on Twitter, at PuckPod, at Coleman42. Coleman42, eh? You know who that 42 is for? 
Oh, Trevor Moore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good at, save. At Coleman42, at Let's Go Adam. You can find us on Twitter for so join the discussion, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you next week. <laughs>